0: So, what'd you think? Were you convinced? Did that Brigham Young University researcher convince you that playing video games is safe? Or at least that it's safe for 90% of us? I'm still unsure. I'm still hesitant. It was beaten in my head so repeatedly growing up by mom and dad that Lee, you play those video games, you're going to rot your brain, end up living in the basement. Now, I've softened a bit. How about you? W- would you send me a note? 575. 575- Zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. And that study, which was authored by uh, the good doctor from Brigham Young University, my guest uh, just before the news break, there you can find that linked on my Facebook page right now. That's Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. Uh, don't worry about my personal page. There's a, there's a Facebook page they've made for me here at KSL News Radio. It's Lee Lonsberry, and you'll see a little logo for Live Mike, the name of this program. Click on that, then you'll find that study, and you'll find the findings and an article written to summarize all those findings. And let me know what you think. Are you convinced? Do you think it's a safe practice? Do you engage in it yourself? Have you found yourself playing more video games in the midst of this coronavirus era? I know many of my friends, they play. They connect similar to the way the son of that BYU researcher connects. You know, the video games today aren't like Pong of yesterday. You can connect and do all kinds of online stuff, but listen to me. I'm describing something I don't even uh, play myself. Anyway, so let me move on. Let me move on to the sleeping habits of congressmen and women. No, oh, I know. That sounds like uh, that sounds like fodder for the National Enquirer or one of those magazines, one of the gossip rags. Uh, no, this is different. This has to do with whether or not it's okay for members of Congress to, while in Washington D.C on Capitol Hill, engaged in the people's business, if it's okay for them to spend the evenings in their offices. There's a member of Congress, Jackie Speier. She represents California's 14th congressional district, and she, for a long time, has made it her mission to convince the architect of the Capitol, that's the boss over the Capitol facilities out there in Washington, she has made it her mission to convince the architect of the Capitol that this practice ought to be abolished. Now I know what you're thinking. You remember a story. Uh, you remember a story like this from about ten years ago, when Jason Chaffetz first went to Congress. That's right. When Jason Chaffetz first went to Congress, he—this th- is no joke. When he was flying out to D.C. for the first time to commence his duties as an elected member of Congress, he stopped on the way at Smith's grocery store, one of the bigger ones. You know that that sell clothes and stuff besides foodstuffs. He went over to the camping section, the sporting goods area, and there were a few different cots there. He selected one. He purchased it. I think it cost him about $44. He put it under his arm. He boarded the plane, made his way to Washington, D.C., and in the Rayburn House office building where he had his office, he found a closet big enough to accommodate his cot. He laid it out, and that's where he slept. That's where Congressman Jason Chaffetz slept when he first went out to Washington, D.C. I'll let him explain why dollars a month by sleeping on a cot priceless. I got three young kids getting ready for college. Are you kidding? I this got real expenses at home. The estimate is that somewhere between fifty and a hundred members of Congress are sleeping in their offices these days. Or they live in their office. To include, get this former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. You know, when he was serving as Speaker of the House, he was living in his office when in Washington DC. Now how does that strike you? Does it bother you? It bothers this member of Congress from California, Jackie Speer. I don't have time to tell you her backstory, but it is fascinating. How she became a member of Congress is absolutely fascinating. It's irrelevant to this story, but it's fascinating. You and I someday will share that story. I'll tell you where she came from and how she made it into this office. I want to read to you from a letter she has delivered to those in charge of maintaining the Capitol building and the office buildings which house the members of Congress. She wrote to the architect of the Capitol as well as the attending physician, and she urges that out of current health and safety concerns, that they prohibit the practice of allowing members of Congress to sleep in their office. It reads, in part, over the past several years, there have been reports of between 50 and 100 members of Congress living in their offices. I've pushed to ban this practice because it is unprofessional, unhygienic, and even unethical. It raises questions over impropriety and safety if staff members come to work early and stumble upon the member in pajamas or getting dressed. The legislative office belongs to the constituents, not the member, not the member of Congress. More recently, the coronavirus demonstrates public health issues as another major reason to ban this practice. While the practice is de facto eliminated while the House is not in session, members are expected to return to Washington, D.C. in coming weeks, raising the urgency of addressing this problem. Congresswoman, I couldn't disagree with you more. And why is Lee Lonsbury qualified to say that? Well, because I was one of the staffers you mentioned in this letter of yours to the architect of the Capitol and to the attending physician. For five years, I was a staffer. I shared the hallways and the offices with these very members. Some of them have chosen to sleep in their office. They do so to save money. They do so to save time. And I think that if it's a a practice that's undertaken earnestly and isn't just a, a way to get the cameras looking at you, as is the case for some, and maybe it was even the case for Jason Chaffetz, who knows? But there are members who genuinely do so, genuinely engage in this practice, sleeping in their office, to save money, and to save time. save time, they eliminate the commute. They can dedicate more time to the constituents they represent. To save money, while they're maintaining a household back in the home district, they don't have to enter into the housing market of Washington, D.C., which I can assure you from firsthand experience is not cheap. It is not easy to find an affordable place to live in Washington, D.C. And oh, boo-hoo-hoo, right? The congressmen make plenty of money. Well, some of them have kids. Some of them have college debt. Some of them have kids uh, who are in college. Some of them have uh, expenses. They make about $174,000 a year, and you want them to maintain two households. You can do it, certainly. You get creative. But they found a way around that, and they found a way to spend more time in the office, and I think they be, ought to be applauded for that. So, Ms. Spear, I hope that your request is met with a rejection, and I hope that these members of Congress who have found a way to both serve their constituents and reside and slumber in their office, are able to continue doing so happily and peacefully, and I think all will be well. Gonna take a break right now, and then I'm gonna talk about Joe Biden. You remember him? Yeah, he's running for con- or running for con he's running for president. He's been to Congress, he'd done that. He'd like to be president. He'd also like to pay your rent and your mortgage. I'll give you the details next on live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.